Assalamu alaikum, Eid Mubarak guys, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, uh, you know, after Ramadan is over, I mean, I feel so blessed, I don't know about you, that we were able to live to see this month and to be just kind of showered by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at the same time, now that it's over, there's kind of like that awkward feeling, right? That awkward, like life after Ramadan. What should it look like? And how can I keep anything that I've gained? I mean, I know not all of us had the best Ramadan. We had like really mixed, um, you know, results. I've, I've heard it from all your DMs, right? Some people had like a really low Ramadan and some people are like, this was my best one yet. SubhanAllah, regardless of COVID and everything. So this is the thing. In this time right now, immediately after Ramadan, what should we be doing? How can we transition to make sure that we don't lose this? Because that often happens. We have this extreme high and all of a sudden it drops off. And the last thing we want to do is to return back kind of to our not so amazing selves for before Ramadan. So inshallah ta'ala, in this podcast, we're going to cover the two top things that you could do to make sure that you have a smooth transition after Ramadan and we can keep our iman high. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Hey guys, it is Mindful Muslimah. Before I do my regular tra- kind of uh, introduction, I wanted to say to you guys, Eid Mubarak. It is so, so good to connect with so many of you guys. And so many of you send me like so many beautiful Eid messages and pictures of your families and du'as, everything. And if I didn't get a chance to get back to all of them, because there were so many, Jazakam Allahu Khairan. I wish the same for you tenfold for you and your families. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. May all of your ibadah um, be accepted, your da'a, your fasting, everything. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to all gather in a better gathering in Jannah al-Firdaus. I just wanted to throw that out there before I say anything else, Eid Eid Mubarak. And, and I'm so excited um, that we're actually, have been, I've been spending so much time with so many of you. So I guess for my shout out portion, I'll say, I've been really, really enjoying connecting. I feel like in this Ramadan, I made so many more friends and just sisters that are just like, I would love to speak to them for a lifetime. SubhanAllah. I told you I have um, a Facebook group up there. I met so many amazing sisters there and so many of them connected with one another. They found each other. Even some sisters were like literally neighbors and they didn't even know until they got on Facebook and they were like, oh my gosh, you live right around the corner. So amazing way to connect people. The other thing was um, in our Ramadan course, um, I met so many women that I got to check in with them and be with them weekly, like a couple times a week. So I feel so much closer with them and I, and I got to listen to their, their wins and their, their losses in terms of like when they were going up and down in the, in the Ramadan time, you know, good days and bad days. And by the end, like I'm so impressed some of the hard work they did and we got so close and I really really feel great for these new relationships and the other thing is Instagram I've obviously been connecting with so many people and I feel like the majority of people who listen to this podcast are on Instagram that do follow me but what I will say is like connecting with so many of you and getting to see like how your Ramadan was answering your questions connecting I really really enjoyed it and again the beautiful messages Farid and I really want to just say thank you so much I'm really really grateful for the amount of trust and time you really do spend um, on so many of my programs or pages or courses or whatever thank you guys so much it really just inspires me continuously and impresses me how determined so many of you guys are to just be better Muslimah. And I just want to say, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you and continue to make it easy for you and your families. So getting into today's topic, 
now that Ramadan is over, like, what are we doing to transition? Like, we want to make sure the transition is smooth. We don't want to waste time. But we also want to make it be realistic. I mean, like, let's be honest. Some of us are tired. We just want to, like, relax a bit after that month of, like, it was almost like a marathon of fasting, right? So I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm doing and give you some tips for whether or not your Ramadan went well or not so well, what you can do. And I'm telling you because so many of you DM'd me, like, either your Ramadan was so difficult and you got to this point where you're depressed and you're sad and, and unmotivated or you had like the best Ramadan yet like people had like extreme differences so today we're going to cover something that could help either one of those groups no worries so transitioning so basically right now yesterday was the first day of Eid if you go on my Instagram you guys can take a sneak peek of exactly what my personal family did I put it right up there on my stories I took like mini videos of like this is this minute and this minute like how we prayed how we ate what we played what we did like whatever and then it's kind of like a play by play and then if you don't catch it within 24 hours if you got to this podcast a bit late I put it in my highlights in my Ramadan highlights you'll just go in there take a sneak peek and you could see how I spend Eid with my family inshallah um, once I piece things together maybe I'll put up a YouTube video of a full one if you go on my YouTube channel, you'll see my Eid from last year, what I did. We were not in quarantine last year, obviously. So we were outside at some of the most famous um, halal restaurants in New York City, um, halal fun spots for Muslim families, stuff like that. You'll see stuff like what we did. And then subhanAllah, this year it was quarantine. So we did our own thing to be super creative and fun. And that's what you'll see on there. But anyway, inshallah, today we're going to talk about what we can do life after Ramadan. So the first thing is, like I said, yesterday was the first day. Some of you might be home. Some of you might be used to visiting family. And so some people are visiting family anyway, because they're like family to family. They think it's fine. And some people are like, no, I'm not. So I'm not going to comment on that choice. That's your guys's choice. You're very responsible adults at this point. I'm not going to advise you. You've obviously read the news. Everybody lives in different parts of the world. Some people on here are from South Africa. Some people on here are from Indonesia, from uh, Texas in the United States. You know, so they're from so many different parts of the world everybody has different regulations right now um and so i can't really give like this one um advising advisory one advice to everyone so i just have to throw it out there that wherever you are take precautions as you can continue to visit family as allowed as needed um and inshallah like people just in new york they started going back to the beach i'm going to be totally honest I personally feel like it was such an amazing Ramadan and I really feel grateful. And at the same time, I really need to change my environment. Not because it's a bad environment, but because I'm just tired of looking at the same walls. You know what I mean? So we had actually planned to go to Pennsylvania or um, somewhere else where the um, it's a little bit less restrictions. But uh, I don't know, like we called a couple places that we were thinking of going to and they all had like very limited things you're allowed to do. Like we would have been driving really far with not so much fun for the kids. So my husband and I, by the end, we decided to do what we did for, like I said, you go on my Instagram, you'll see what we did for Eid. And then after that, for today, I decided to do a planning and scheduling transition day. And then probably a couple days in maybe from this week, we're going to try to actually travel farther out from where we are in New York. So we're thinking about that. I'll let you know how that goes. I know I come back to you guys on Friday and I talk to you again in Shaltar. But I wanted to let you know, like for now, we're kind of taking it easy. It is transitioning. So transitioning after Ramadan for us is like either a day to three days of Eid. Sometimes it's one day of Eid. Sometimes it's two depends so the point is take this time to see family enjoy um buckle down but i do want to give one advice the advice i have number one is 
don't drop your ibadah. This is very typical. Matter of fact, I think one of my last podcasts that I might have advised was, you know, just don't drop it on Eid. On Eid, oftentimes people have so much fun that they do not remember Allah. It is honestly criminal. I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm not even going to sugarcoat this one. It's really, really bad if you do that. Why? Because think about it. I want you to think about it from Allah's perspective. You spent this whole month begging and pleading and asking, please, Ya Rabb, help me for this, help me for that. And he's like, oh, I'm going to give you all these rewards. The minute the barakah, the showering of Ramadan and the special mercy stops, you're like, I don't need to pray on time. And you're like, come on, guys. We look like such hypocrites. And I'm going to use that word. It is totally not okay. So I make a point, okay, to pray on time. Matter of fact, to keep all my extra stuff. My husband and I, we still pray night prayers. Um, I still read Quran. Obviously things are less, but it's still done. And and so if you're not that ambitious today, what I'm going to cover is I want to cover from someone who is at a, a lesser level to a higher level. There's people way higher than me in levels and people who are lower than me, because that is just how life is. We have people on this program that are at all different levels of their, um, a man, right? Their level of faith. And some people are new Muslims listening to this. So many of you guys sent me beautiful message. You're new reverts. You just found my podcast. You're so excited. Great. Welcome here. What I'm going to suggest for people that have been Muslim forever is not the same thing you should do. And likewise, people who have been Muslim forever should not be doing revert level stuff. But there are some things that we all can do. So we have to kind of find that balance. So my first tip or advice to you guys is be realistic, know what level you are, and kind of find a balance, find what works for you. So online, you're going to see a lot of people giving you all types of suggestions of what you should do. Find what works for you. Now, be really careful. When I say balance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, he talks a lot about balance. Like he mentions, for example, khawf wa hope and fear. Allah can't just like spend his whole time making us hopeful because then we'd never feel accountable for anything. And he can't also make us feel scared all the time. Um, Then we will always just be scared of him and not feel a loving connection. There's this balance. Same thing with the Quran. Allah talks about Jannah. Allah talks about Nar. The minute after. Balance, balance, balance. So find what works for you. Don't be lazy. And don't be so ambitious that you get tired after a day or two and you feel overwhelmed. You have to find that balance, okay? And that's going to be different for everyone. So I just want to throw out tip number one is find your balance. Don't kill yourself with these lofty ambitions. And like, oh, I'm going to read like 10 pages of Quran a day now. And you know you're not. You know you're not. And at the same time, don't be like, hmm, well, Ramadan's over. What can I do? Might as well just go back to my schedule. It's just not realistic for me to keep praying at night not true. Okay. So find that balance, find what works for you. That's tip number one. Tip number two is work on a new schedule. Now I'm going to give you some specific examples of what I mean about this. All right. So in terms of a schedule, what I would say is right now I'm transitioning with a new schedule, my new schedule. And this is the last kind of like the second tip I'm going to give you. And then I'm going to give you like a little bit more elaboration. So these are the two big things I would say you should be doing like right now in the time of like the, the eight days and the days after Ramadan. So the first tip is know you need to find your balance. You need to find what works for you. Yes, go around, get some suggestions. You got some from this podcast. You got some from other places online. The second one is you have to come up with a new schedule and you need to do it stat. And I'm going to give you some suggestions on how to merge the old you and the new you to make this kind of this new, new year that you're going to have of yourself. Okay. 
So basically, um, in this time, you're going to have a new schedule. So I'm going to give you the honest truth. This is something I think you should do before Ramadan ends. Why? Because then you just wake up and you start doing it. It's so much more of a chance that you're going to do it if you do it this way. However, if you start doing it now, there is a chance that if you wait too many days, you're going to just fall into your old self and you're going to be lazy and that's that. I'm not going to lie. I'm totally honest about it. Like that's how it typically goes with people. People are on like this Ramadan high. Even if you didn't have an amazing Ramadan, you still feel that shaitan was gone. You have some mercy. It feels a little bit easier. Then as soon as Ramadan's over, you're immediately going to be attacked by shaitan. He knows you've been you've been doing something better than before possibly and he just wants straight at you and all of a sudden you have this high and it goes to like a plummeting low. People then get super sad after Ramadan all of a sudden and it happens because the transition wasn't smooth. So here I am today. I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it so that doesn't happen to you. First is it's better. It's preferable to have thought of your new schedule after uh, before Ramadan is over. So what I did is in those last 10 nights, and I mentioned that in my, I think the one where I did the, how I talked about the Laylatul Qadr, I took at least an hour a night to focus on the new me after Ramadan. So that way it wasn't too overwhelming. So like every night I would just spend about like 45 minutes to an hour thinking of something new. Like for me, my husband and I, in Ramadan, we did so much ibadah. We focused really on the family a lot. We were kind of selfless in that way as the parents. And so we didn't get to work out. We usually do work out a ton more. This Ramadan, totally honest, we did not make that a goal. And we kind of felt it wasn't going to happen, especially with the COVID isolation. Um, and so we, we just chose to let it go a little bit. But we know right now we need to work out. So we need to go straight back into health. So I made a plan for health right before, like in the 10 days. So one of the things I did, I'm not going to bore you with my health plan, but I'll just give you a, a heads up. Um, so what I did was I, I did, we've been doing smoothies all Ramadan. That's not hard. So I'm going to continue my smoothies, but obviously now we're going to have them um, in the morning and uh, for breakfast and I'm pre-making them just like I did in Ramadan keeping a great Ramadan habit and if you guys have caught my ultimate health um, and weight loss for Ramadan you can go back to that podcast you'll know what I'm talking about so I'm going to take that habit and keep doing it I don't like to make smoothies every morning ain't nobody got time for that right? <laughs> like I'm say like moms do not have time for that so what I do is I, I batch make them on a Sunday like for a couple days and then I put them in the freezer. Every morning I take one out or every night before I put it on the counter, I let it defrost or I put it in the fridge, let it defrost a little bit, wake up, smoothies ready for me. No excuses. Doesn't matter if the kids are difficult, anything, my healthy breakfast is there. So if you didn't catch that podcast, I have tons of other suggestions, easy stuff for people who are unmotivated, don't have time or are moms super busy with kids. I have you covered. No worries. So anyway, my healthy thing is going to do the smoothies and my husband already and I created a health plan for eating and working out. So today, for example, um, I'm going to put on my Instagram if I haven't already. I had a beautiful Korean soup. It was just really, really nice. And it is something that um, my daughter actually helped me make before Ramadan. She made like this paste for me where I could just add the broth to it. And in two seconds, I have like a very flavorful broth. And then I put tons of veggies in it. And I was good. I was like literally not even five minutes. My soup was done. And I went right back to doing what I was doing that day, which was teaching my kids. Um, so anyway, um, so that, and then inshallah ta'ala, then my husband and I, we decided to do like a healthy Japanese dinner. And so we're going to have that. And so we're very multicultural in our family. So we do have different things, but the point is find out what works for you and do it immediately. So again, we did this before Ramadan. I had the plan. I wrote it down. I went and did the grocery list before. Now, if you're not that planned, if you didn't do that, no 
worries. I don't want you to get like discouraged. Oh, I didn't do that. So halos. No, my goal here in this podcast is to talk to people at different levels. Some of us are more organized than others. If you are that way where you were able to do it before, alhamdulillah. I know some of you have. You're so good. And you have DM'd me about how excited you were and your plans for post-Ramadan. And I know. Good. But if you haven't, no worries. I have something to tell you instead. What you're going to do from today is even if you just get a little notebook and you jot it down, I want you to think about what's really important to you. And this is the second and last part of the podcast, the new and the old. I want you to make two columns, the new old, the new column and the old column. Okay. The new column is the beautiful things that you did in Ramadan that you want to hold on to and keep or as like the new you, the better version of you that you're going to hold on to. It could be anything from praying at night to being slow to anger with your children. It could be um, spending more time reading the Quran. It could be something like being more organized with my schedule and my day. Whatever it is, have a new column of at least a couple bullets. Do not overwhelm yourself. Or you could brainstorm like 10 of them and just pick top three. It's up to you. You can either just do your top three or you could just like brainstorm a whole bunch and pick out of those. And that also works. Everybody's different. Then you're going to go to the old side. You're going to go to the side of you that you're like, I cannot continue like this. And it could be, I'm not motivated or I'm always late in Salah or I'm, um, what can I think? What else could be negative guys? Help me out. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm always yelling at my kids, right? I know that's a big one for moms, but you're stressed out. You know, it's not my fault. Kind of, kind of, it's not our fault because we can't always control what happens to us, but we kind of can. We can kind of control our reaction to what happens to us, and that allows us to control things a lot better than we thought. Inshallah ta'ala, also, guys, this summer I'm going to be doing a lot of more parenting stuff you're going to see coming out related to teaching your kids and managing your kids, and I think you're really going to like it, inshallah ta'ala. Also, um, this summer, just so you guys know, for those of you who are struggling with your emotions, I'm going to be having an amazing, amazing kind of like a mini program for some of women that are want to join it. And inshallah ta'ala, you're going to see how you can transition from really, really difficult emotions to really positive emotions really quickly. But anyway, just finishing off today I want to say you have these two columns you have the new column and the old column the new column is basically the new you the you that you want to hold on to these things and the old ones are the ones that you just got to get you, you know these are holding you back pick at least two things that are definitely holding you back or your most powerful two that you know you just have to change and then you have to right away come up with a plan on how to do it a new schedule so for example if it's not praying on time let me give you an example I need to make my new schedule right away put all my new stuff in there Stuff about whatever it is. If it's my night prayers, put it in there. If it's this, whatever it is. All the good things, put them in first. Before your schedule. Before, if you guys want to see how I do my daily, my my, uh, my weekly plan or my daily plan, I have an, an entire podcast and a YouTube about it. Maybe I'll try to post it below, but if you scroll back, you'll see how I do my weekly plan. I know I definitely have a YouTube video. A lot of you guys tell me how much it's helped. So inshallah ta'ala, there's a free download there too. So you could actually do it on your own. But the point is, Put first, one of the key strategies is to put in your ibadah first, put in your worship first. So like the new stuff you want to do for yourself, whatever it is, those top three, stick them in there in your schedule. This is my schedule from now on. Morning routine, I'm doing XYZ, night routine, whatever it is. The old stuff, I want you to look at your schedule and find the places where you'd probably screw up the most in those places. And in those places, I want you to thoughtfully already put something in there that will help you not do it. For example, if one of the things is to not pray on time, that I want you to go in that schedule and put all the prayer times in right away so you know, like, okay, at 110, that's when I'm praying Dhuhr. 
That's what I'm putting in my schedule right now. I'm not going to put anything else. I'm not going to eat then. I'm not going to nap then. I'm not going to be scrolling through social media. Make your schedule incredibly mindfully about what your old self and your new self need to merge. Now, if there's anything good with your old self that you want to hold on to, which there could very well be, there should be, right? Hope we're not all bad, right? Then I want you to definitely, definitely put that in too. Like if before you were um, a super, you'd had this super amazing time with your children where you would just like sit with them at 20 minutes a day, please keep that, put that right in your schedule. And then you want to think about also um, like some other great stuff. Maybe you're a student and you're really, really good at studying for exams. And you knew if you did it between 4 and 5 o'clock, it was like your power hour, like whatever, put that in there. My point is, before you write down your schedule, which is the natural inclination for people to do, oh, I usually I got to go to class this time, I have to go to work this time, I have to put my kit, don't do it. I want you, I want to challenge you to think backwards. Put in your the first which is actually really forward thinking, but you know what I mean. Put that in first and then put your schedule around it. If you have to erase, put, do it in pencil. If you have to erase and move stuff around, that's fine. But I want us to start putting our schedules together more mindfully, but in a way that is a loss of penalty with the eye front and center forward. When we do that, you're going to find the rest of your day easier. So my two huge tips today, I know my second one was kind of like fully loaded. My first one is find what works for you, find a balance. Don't feel pressured by looking what everyone else is going to say you need to do. You need to ask Allah, connect with Allah, connect with yourself, be real with yourself. Number two, right away, right away if you haven't already, have a new schedule and have everything going. So give you like, I'll end with some tips on myself. I'm going to first have a health schedule that is going right into that. Um, I have a new schedule for my kids and I that I want to do um, that is going to be much more exciting. I know my kids have been COVID stuck, and so they're super hyper more than usual. If your kids are hyper more than usual, they're not bad kids. This is just the COVID thing. Being in the house too long with a lack of social stimulus, it's just really, really not psychologically benefiting our children as much as us. So I know that my activities now for my children need to be much more hands-on much more outdoors. So I have a new schedule for that. And the third one is I have a new set of Ibeth schedule, which is um, my morning routine is the same as before. If you've ever gone on my YouTube and seen it, it's the same. That is the Ramadan schedule I've always had, except I've kind of bumped it up. I beefed it up a little bit. And inshallah ta'ala, it will be bigger and badder and newer in a good way. <laughs> the same thing with my night schedule. My husband and I, the cool new thing we're doing together, I'll just share a little personal thing, is we've noticed that our dining room is an amazing spot to meet and pray. So now instead of my husband and I praying our night prayers separately, we're praying them together in the dining room. And we have this big, uh, like, sajeda, and my husband is really excited about leading it. So good to go. <laughs> no worries. But it's something we're doing also together as a married couple. So find what works for you. Find what inspires you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you all. And have an amazing day or two left of Eid. Talk to you in the next one. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.